His provision is shown in all of his names. He says he is healer. He says he is the chain breaker. He says he is the God who is present with you at all times, in all circumstances. He says he is the mender of broken hearts. He says he will give us a new heart. He calls himself the comforter. He calls himself your peace. His provision cannot be contained in the man-made paper and metal of dollars and coins. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. This week, we are looking at just a few of the names of God. And if you are listening to today's episode and you didn't have a chance yet to listen to Sunday's episode, episode 18, What's in a Name?, I would encourage you to do so, so that you can understand why we are taking a closer look at some of the names that God has used to reveal himself to humanity. Quick recap. God uses the revelations of his name to humans to reveal his character and to reveal to humans how he relates to us and how we can then relate to and understand him. As a way to honor the original names of God this week, I will be using the closest pronunciation of the name of Jesus that I can find as he would have been called in his own language, which is Yeshua. So Jesus is just the Greekified, anglicized name of Yeshua. I'm sure there may be some scholars who might say I'm butchering it, but my heart is to honor him. And so Uh, Instead of using the name Jesus during these episodes this week, I will be referring to him as Yeshua. For more information on the revelations and meanings of the many names of God, any of the major Bible websites have free studies such as Bible Gateway or the Bible app. Today, I will be sharing two names of God with you that I believe reveal the tenderness of God's heart towards us, and his intended actions towards us as a heavenly father. Ben will actually be sharing a little more later this week on the name of God as Abba, or Daddy, Father. These two names that I'll be speaking on today are Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide, or the Lord, your provider, and Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord, your healer and restorer. Sometimes it seems like these two revelations of who God is and how he relates to us, his provision and his healing, have been so misused and so mischaracterized by people trying to exploit the need and pain of others, that the true impact 
of these names has been lost to us in a sense, made a joke by fake faith healers or get-rich-quick scam artists. But I would ask you to, to set aside the fake, the jokes, the YouTube videos you've seen, the mockery, and the human distortions. And let God speak these names to your heart fresh today. Forget the stories of misuses that you have heard from other people or seen yourself and let him reveal himself to you personally in these names today. Because no human can taint the true power, beauty, and hope that these names of God can fill our souls with. Let's begin with Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, or the Lord your provider. In Western culture and so-called first world nations, we have been so flush with food and clothing and stuff that the idea of provision has taken on an entirely different meaning than what it means in the rest of the world. If you go online and check out the World Wealth Calculator, you will discover that if your family of four makes 20000 a year, you are actually in the top 26% of incomes in the world. If you make 33000 you are in the top 5% of the world's income. And yet we are constantly saying that we need more. Because we have come to think of provision as meaning not just having enough to meet our basic needs of food, shelter, water, clothing, having enough to take care of our neighbors and, and give when needed, which is what the majority of the people in this world, billions of people, work for each day. But we now believe that our wants are needs as well. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having and enjoying the nice and comfortable and beautiful things of the world. Not at all. And I certainly don't believe that desiring to have money is wrong. We need money to function in this world. One of the most misquoted scriptures in the Bible, we hear people quote as, money is the root of all evil. Well, that is not an accurate quote. The Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Timothy actually says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And that actually sums up what I'm talking about in terms of the word provision. When we look to money as our source of provision in this life, we are willing to set aside morals and ethics to get it out of fear that our needs and wants won't be provided for. Money then becomes our motivation. It becomes our love. It becomes our God. Yeshua says in Matthew chapter 6, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Why do you think that is? Well, because it is limiting God's ability to work his provision in your life. When money is what you seek, love, uh, are enslaved to, 
then you are not giving God the ability to work his provision in your life. You give him no opening. You give him no space. You don't turn to him. His name, Jehovah Jireh, says that he will provide, period. Not just he will provide money. Sometimes money isn't the answer. It isn't the true provision needed. Look at the celebrities who have it all, fame, fortune, beauty, adoring fans, and yet their lives become ravaged by addiction, depression, anxiety, and greed. They accumulate more and more, and it is never enough. That's because there is no amount of money that can provide healing to an incurable disease. There is no amount of money that can fill an empty life. There is no amount of money that can break the chains of addiction. There is no amount of money that can fill the void of loneliness. There is no amount of money that can mend a broken heart. But we have a God who will give provision in all of these areas. His provision is shown in all of his names. He says he is healer. He says he is the chain breaker. He says he is the God who is present with you at all times, in all circumstances. He says he is the mender of broken hearts. He says he will give us a new heart. He calls himself the comforter. He calls himself your peace. His provision cannot be contained in the man-made paper and metal of dollars and coins. His provision is not limited to a paycheck or a scratch-off lottery card or an inheritance. If that is the only way we can ever see our needs being met— is all of those worldly ways, then we will never understand how God not only provides for us, but then how he can use us to provide for others. Because, and I love this, when we are a part of the body of believers and filled with this spirit of a God who provides, who is a provider, then he actually expects us to participate in this beautiful action verb name of his. I get to be Joanna will provide, right along with God will provide. How does this work? Because when God is my provider, then when he impresses upon me to give, I can do it even if it's my last dollar because I know he will provide for me when that last dollar is gone. When he impresses upon me to give a meal, even if it's the last piece of food I have in my fridge, I can do it joyfully because I know that God is my provider. If I lose my job tomorrow, I will not fear because my hope is not in my employer to be my provider. My provider is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. So then we have this beautiful partnership of giving and provision where the Lord provides to me and I can provide to others and then they can provide to others. And then I can give my thanks and gratefulness and trust back to God. And then he provides for me and I can provide for others. And that is the way we should be living in harmony with God and with others 
in a circle of provision. Imagine if we all walked in that today with the people in our sphere of influence. There is a wonderful story of a man named George Mueller, who felt that God was calling him to open orphanages in England in the early 1800s. And he was committed to never taking a dime of salary, never borrowing money ever. He never borrowed money ever in his life. Imagine that today in this world. Here is a passage from Guidepost Magazine about God's provision as this man sought to follow God. Night was falling over the harbor of Bristol, England, and in the orphanage founded by George Mueller and his wife, the children were getting ready for bed. George was working in his study when his wife arrived with alarming news. We're out of milk, she said. There isn't enough for the morning oatmeal. George laid aside his pen. This wasn't the first time that money needed to buy food and other supplies was tight. The Muellers took in their first group of 30 girls in 1836, and their orphanage now housed over a hundred. From the first, George remained resolved never to ask for funds from people or to borrow money. He went to God alone for every need, trusting wholly in the Lord's faithfulness and provision. The pastor rose from his desk and reached for his wife's hand. Mary, he said, let us pray. Two orphanage employees joined them, and together they made their humble yet necessary request to God. Tiny, helpless mouths were depending on them for sustenance. Be assured, if you walk with Him and look to Him and expect help from Him, George reminded them afterwards, He will never fail you. Someone knocked on the door. Mary hurried to answer, returning to the study a moment later. She handed her husband an envelope. It's a letter, George. Hurry up and open it. Enclosed was a sum of money, more than enough for the milk. Within minutes, two more letters arrived with money and pledges of support. This immediate and abundant response to prayer had become a typical experience for Mueller. After he came to faith and started meditating seriously on the Bible, he determined to simply trust God at his word at his name, provider. As a pastor, he decided to live without a salary, relying only on money given to him. George learned to pray faithfully from his heart, asking his father to move the hearts of men so that they would supply him and his family with what they needed to survive. All throughout Yeshua's ministry, he also sought to show God's provision in having needs met from turning water into wine so that a bride and groom wouldn't be embarrassed on their wedding day, to feeding the thousands with few fish and loaves of bread, to causing the disciples to bring in a huge haul of fish, to providing the money the disciples needed to pay their Roman taxes, to providing healing and restoration and protection. Did you know that Judas who ended up betraying Yeshua, was actually the treasurer of their group of disciples. They had a treasurer to have money that they could distribute to the poor. 
Yeshua's entire earthly ministry was to show the provision that is part of the makeup and essence and character of God, not just with signs and wonders and miracles, but in the practical sense of people giving money to the poor and having money to pay taxes. In the book of Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by the anointed one, Yeshua. God provides for your needs as you seek him, not according to the country you live in, the neighborhood you call home, not according to the schooling you have had or the job you work, but he provides out of the riches of his glory. Now, looking at the provision of God for healing, the name Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer and restorer. While the idea of God's healing and physical restoration has been mocked and turned into a circus sideshow in our Western world, we can't turn away from this name. It is just as valid and as instrumental in our relationship with God as all of the other names he has given us. God's heart towards his children is healing and restoration. God actually speaks this action verb name to the Israelites in the book of Exodus in a very direct way. He actually says to them, I am the God who heals you. He cannot make it any more clear what his ultimate will is in regards to healing. Yeshua spends his entire ministry showing the Father God's heart of healing to everyone who came to him. He did not turn anyone away who came to him for healing and restoration. And he will not turn you away if you come to him today to find healing and restoration in your life, spirit, soul, or body. His name of provision is a provision of healing and restoration. And the beauty of our faith in his name is that whether here on earth or in our eternal journey, we will experience one day the complete healing and restoration of our physical bodies. Friends, shrug off the weight that the Western world has tried to put on you in regards to what you need today. Remember, when you're going after the 1%, there's 75% who could be coming after you. Be free from the chains of fear, selfishness, and lack, and instead ask God to reveal himself as your provider today. Set aside the mockery that humans have made of the healing power of God, and instead look at him directly for his heart on the matter of healing and restoration and ask him to reveal himself to you as your healer and restorer on a personal, intimate, and spiritual level. No matter what comes your way, trust in him to be who he has said he will be to you, your friend, your father, your comfort, your peace, your shepherd, your savior, and today, your provider and your healer. Today we pray 
that you would know and understand the names and character of God, that you would know the peace, the healing, the provision, the righteousness, and the salvation that His names reveal to you, and that you would walk in those truths and share them with others. Go with God into your day. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day, and then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com, to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.